Two weeks have passed, and the gondola ship Monstro has been in the Kanjali healing from its fight with the warship. The gargantuan creature is currently favoring one side. The other is nursing a fin that the crew has had to graft back onto its body. The anatomy of these gondola are confusing to say the least, but with the healing mists of the Kanjali, at least it stands a chance. In the interim, salvage teams have been assigned to scavenge what they can from the Imperial wreckage. The salvage team placed in direct charge of this operation is the Concrets from the Assembly of the Coalesced, a religious order run by Esdes Fundamentalists. While the small reptilian Concred don't fully invest in the teachings of the true spirit and true vessel, they can at least understand the value of their symbiotic relationship with their technologically superior Esdes comrades. Drifting several clicks from the main wreckage, one of the warship's engine tunnels drifts dead in space. A Concord team are in spacesuits and are scaling the walls of this massive metal tunnel collecting gamma crystals, a byproduct that forms when gamma radiation interacts with the alloy lining in the tunnels, while another team works to dislodge the ignition trigger from its housing. The crystals will power everything from suits to laser guns to life support, while the trigger will fetch a good price wholesale at most shipyards. The Concord number 12 in total, and have an automated shuttle waiting at the opening of the tunnel to transport them and their haul back to Monstro. Everything is running smoothly, until proximity sensors on the shuttle alert the salvage team leader Nasher to an incoming swarm of Neshu. The parasites are drawn to this exhaust tunnel due to the overabundance of gamma crystals. Andrew, please describe what your character looks like for us. All right. Uh, well, Nasher is just a skinny. Well, like, okay, so like lizards are pretty dry, but like, if you could imagine something being slimy, he's a slimy little bastard. Um, he is a uh, short in stature, pretty skinny, gaunt looking face and uh, physique. And uh, yeah, kind of like hunched over at the shoulders. Um, and it's pretty much it. Red scales. Yeah, we we discussed uh, Congress having longer snouts. Yeah, so um, think like more like alligator snout, or yeah. uh, yeah, gecko maybe. Gecko is good. Yeah. All right. Um. So where are you in the uh, in this tunnel? And, and what do you plan to do about this Neshu? Um, I am as far away from them, uh, from the entrance as possible, uh, because I believe that I would know that this would be an issue. <laughs> so you're probably you're probably working on uh, on getting that ignition trigger out of its housing currently. Yes, I am. There's a, a small swarm of Neshu um, beating down on you guys. They they've they've entered the tunnel, blocking off your exit. Uh, there's probably a hundred of them. Um, what do you, what do you plan to do about it? Well, uh, got this crispy new character page. Um, I've got some character abilities that I think might do some good. Uh, so I have something called scrap heap ingenuity. It's when you spend a few, uh, never mind. It takes a couple hours. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you're um, a couple hours and you might not have skin anymore. Okay, well, how about this then? I would like to use my other ability. It's called tech attunement. And I can detect and advanced tech of the world before. And uh, when you focus your senses, you can. the GM will let you know 
how much tech there is within a few hundred meters and roughly where to look. Maybe I could use something and unleash power to try to get them out. Okay. Um, so there's definitely, um, you, you realize that this, uh, ignition trigger is still connected to an active fuel source. There's a little bit of, uh, antimatter left in its chamber and, and with the right, uh, with the right sequence, you can actually fire the afterburners. Are we sitting in the afterburners right You're now? You're sitting in the tunnel where the engine ignition would come from, yeah. So if I were to turn it on, would everybody else die? Um, it depends on... It depends on how good your unleash power roll is, I would say. Okay, well, I'm just gonna go shit, 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 alright. <laughs> just gonna turn it on. Ooh, plus lore. I have a positive in lore this time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's a 10. Nice. Yes. <laughs> All right, so on a 10 plus, pick three. The device does exactly what you wanted. The device can be used again. You don't rouse other devices in your environment. You adv- avoid the device's side effects. Um. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with uh, the device does exactly what I want it. So I want those that shit to turn on. I guess we won't rouse other things, and I don't want, and I want to avoid the side effects at least. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't really care about anybody else. For sure, for sure. Um, So naturally, you are burning the last of the ship's fuel or the the ignition's fuel, uh, so it will not be usable again. Um, You got you get the one chance, and so you you trigger this thing, um, deciding to go for like a medium a medium burn. And, uh, like, gamma flames shoot from the trigger um, just ahead of you and uh, just light the Neshu swarm on fire. They are screaming and howling in, in pain as uh, green flames engulf them. Um, many fall to the ground, uh, to, the, to the bottom of this tunnel. Um, the ones that don't uh, start to to turn tail and run only a handful are like moving in to uh attack your your allies and one of the concrete uh bulger is just like what the hell you could have burned us all you know what are you still alive yeah i guess i am that's all i, I guess gotta I say that's all i gotta say get your shit together we got some stuff to take care of uh i'm gonna try to pick apart whatever i can and then uh start running i guess yeah um do you have like a like a scavenging role like a move for that yeah it's called scrap heap ingenuity and it takes a couple of hours to do (laughs) um (laughs) i mean yeah so you can how about this you can give me a role and we will assume that you have that this is a role from you have done from earlier, um, okay, right? cool. where you are kind of at the end of it and and have been working on it since since beginning. Okay, cool. That's a four. Lovely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here's what happens: you are are kind of like distracted 
uh, by the several Neshu that are still uh, going after your allies. They they are like they've pulled out their like little laser guns and are just like firing at them and and uh, trying to fight them off um, somewhat successfully. And uh, b- due to this distracting scenario, the subtra- subtracting circumstance, you uh, like push the crowbar or pry bar or whatever you've got to to finish detaching this ignition trigger and um it comes apart in like a really loud uh creaking kind of noise and the whole trigger starts floating out um and is actually going to uh impact one of the walls and knock two concred um off of their off of their handholds uh and out into space uh, and then the trigger uh, breaks apart, so you lose it. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. Could I? Uh, is there any like? Do I have any of this like gamma crystal on me? Yeah, you've I'm you've assuming, collected that. You've collected a, a handful of it in um in like a little vacuum tube. Okay, I am going to uh, what was the dude's name? Bulger. Bulger. Okay, great. I am going to um, put some gamma crystal, the gamma crystals that I have on him, and I'm going to shove them into space and see if they'll follow him. Okay. Um, that feels like a... That feel, feel, feels like a diffuse roll. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> uh, with uh, steel, right? Yeah. Quick action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you could also um, argue like for sway the... if you have sway. Like misdirection, like no, what's that over there? I'm negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm negative in that one. <laughs> so yeah, uh that's a seven for that. A seven, so mixed success. Um you've bought yeah. some time, but choose one. The GM will demand a sacrifice to secure your safety. It's only a temporary reprieve, and the danger will soon return. The danger is still present, but threatening someone or something else. <laughs> Don't choose the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt like you might. Um, so it the 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 Neshu swarm definitely goes after Bulger. Um, you can hear him like screaming in your communicator. I think you just like switch it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't really want to hear that. Uh, and the others kind of just like they like y- you can see their mouths like moving quickly like they're yelling uh, and you're just like can't hear you uh, I can't and they, sh- yeah. and they shrug their shoulders and uh, and kind of all scurry towards the the automatic transport um, two of them will not make it as uh, what remains of the swarm kind of bear down on them um so in in total, your casualties for this mission, you started with 12 and you have uh, lost five along the way. They weren't uh, they weren't worthy. It's just a regular Tuesday. Yeah, they weren't worthy for the true hunt. They're not. There's no reason. Couldn't possibly be a leadership thing. No, no, no. Your leadership was flawless. Flawless. I am the best. I am the only one. So, OK. Um, you gather back it all into the auto, auto transport uh, and dump your crystal hall into the hold uh, and and 
hit the return coordinates to to fly back to uh to monstro and bulger's brother shit thinking of a name um cable let's call him cable uh turns to you and says i'm gonna be mentioning this to long claws just so you're clear hey all i can say is uh he should have been smarter. Had his back turned. You'd do the same to me, wouldn't you? I would have kept the crystals. It's good money. Yeah, well, it looks like we got a we got a fair amount anyways. We can always go and get those, I guess. Well, maybe not. I, uh, semantics at this point. Look, Bulger's... Well, he was an idiot. Let's, let's not be <laughs> mince words about that. But that trigger... Would have bought the Great Hunt quite a pretty penny. Yeah, well, you can see what you do with with Longclaw, but I think I might be able to smooth them over if you know what I'm talking about. It's your word against mine. We got a uh, higher percentage in uh, return on recruits this time than last time, so I feel like more numbers means more stuff for tomorrow, right? I don't know. It's all up to the Esdes now, isn't it? Yeah, sure, I guess. And we will we will return to Monstro. Um, and yeah, you're going to get reprimanded uh, by, by Longclaws again, more for the loss of expensive technologi- te- technological components that would have, you know, gotten you guys a sizable payout. Um, yeah. Bul- Bulger's, uh, Bulger's wife and child are a little miffed at you um, for pushing him in- into space. And Cable's going to comfort her, like, protectively. But what can you do, right? Yeah. Live to, live to fight another day. Yep. Little, bu- little, <laughs> yeah, little Bulger right. Jr. is just going to have an uncle from now on. <laughs> that's right. That's right, that's right. All right. So we're going to move away from the scrapyard, um, the home of the concrete here. They've built little... Uh, lean-tos and huts um, in the in the large cargo bay of Monstro. And we're going to, to go down the hallways to one of the smaller loading bays, where a line of Imperial officers captured during the battle await judgment from a young but grizzled-looking Imperial woman. She stands tall with three lightly armored Imperials and a Fjellnil holding a large club backing her up. These are the berets of the end, a ragtag group of revolutionaries and imperial dissidents who have gathered for a common cause, ending the empire's tyrannical rule. This line of prisoners kneel on the ground, avoiding eye contact with you and your allies. Several of the imperial prisoners have the look of low-ranking foot soldiers, likely conscripted from imperial colony worlds. They are young, fresh-faced children who know nothing of the rigors of actual war. However, one Imperial officer sits tall on his knees and wears Second Legionnaire bars and a stalwart do-your-worst expression. Uh, Jordan, could you please describe your character for us? Yes. Um, Tavia Andrela Sibelius is um, tall and slender and fairly muscular and can only be described as um, pink. Very pink skin, very pink hair, um, completely blacked out eyes, um, 
She has um, fairly gaunt um, facial structure with high cheekbones and a mean scowl. Are are there any, uh, do you have any like alien grafts or are you completely just like gaunt pink humanoid? Just, yeah, just uh, baby, I was born this way. Fair enough. So, so yeah, you've got uh, a line of prisoners in front of you. You've got some, most who look just like, you know, kids that got conscripted, didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. Uh, and there's this one guy who looks, he's an officer, he's a, a section, second legionnaire, um, and he does not seem impressed by you or your uh, freedom fighters. Um, I'm going to spit in his face. He, he, he's, his hands are bound and you spit, you spit and he just closes his eyes and he, uh, opens them and says, it's not really necessary. I'm, I'm just not going to say anything. I don't know. So what? You're like the, you're like the kid captain. This is who I'm supposed to be afraid of. Well, considering who has the power right now, I'd say you should be very afraid of me. Nah, you won't hurt me. I'm gonna kick him in the stomach. <clears throat> You'll... <sighs> I mean, you can beat me up all you want, but, uh... I'm not... I'm not saying anything. And you're you're definitely gonna keep me alive. If you know what's good for you. And why do you think I would do that? Because I'm well connected with the Legate. You do anything to me, well, your life is forfeit. I didn't get this far in uh, this battle by being afraid. Well, good. You've at least got some resolve then. But if you think... uh, if you think any of us are talking, well, you're just, you're wrong. I don't actually know what to do. Well, it's, it, you're, you're kind of like determining what's, what's to become of them. Yeah. Right. You're set, you're settling their fates, um, here. So, you know, you, you've recruited in the past this way. Um, if you, th- if you felt that there was any that would be, um, sympathetic to the cause or, you know, at least could be could be re-educated. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also dealt punishments. Um, you've spaced people. Like, it's not... Your your job is not a pleasurable one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, uh, I'm gonna just agre- address the group, and um, I'm going to uh, tell my inferiors to uh, remove the children and take them to separate quarters. Okay. And... There's like three in this line of maybe 15 um, that are like probably below the age of like 20. Okay. And they're like escorted away. Cool. Um... So I'm going to address the remainder of the group, and um, I'm just going to say, listen, the Empire will go down. I plan to see to it personally, 
as far as I'm concerned, you're all either with us or you're against us. Make your choice. This legionnaire speaks up again and says, we're not scared of you. I'm going to nod to one of my um, comrades uh, to just open the airlock door briefly, and I'm just going to kick him out. Okay. The uh, the Fjellnil holding the club, um, he he's like your second in command, and yeah, he's going to... Uh, go over and just like with his with his like claw hand just kind of smash down on the on the airlock button and the whole back wall like opens up and starts to you know pull people slowly towards the uh towards the opening of space and you just put a foot on the chest of this this legionnaire and help him yeah uh, help him go um and he's gonna slide across the across the ground, trying like he's like scrambling to get a handhold um, on anything, and and just like very unceremoniously and pathetically flies out into open space. Cool. And then obviously we can shut those doors before we all meet the same fate. Yeah, and uh, like the murmuring amongst the Imperials is just like, oh my god, she's crazy. She, w- you know, she she could have killed her own people. Like, what, what's going on? And uh, the field Neil goes, shut up. And everyone goes quiet. I will once more repeat myself. You're either with us or you're against us. They're just kind of waiting for you to tell them what that means. <laughs> how do they, how do they, how do they prove that they're, like, what are they supposed to do okay. to, to say that they're with you? Did they verbalize it? Or yeah. is there a line in the sand that they have to walk across? Or mm. do they stand up? Yeah, they can stand up. All but one of them is going to stand up. Okay, I'm going to open the airlock door and uh, kick that one out. And um, everyone else can go to, like, secure quarters where they're still. Under observation. Yeah. Yeah. So you keep their hands bound, and uh, and they're they're paraded off, uh, and the Fjellnil is is left, um, just alone with you, and he says, "I think that was the right call. That uh, legionnaire had the look of a troublemaker." <sighs> There's only room for a few of us in this operation. Everyone else either needs to get in line, follow orders, or. Get the fuck out. Things are getting tougher around here to keep control of. We've got all these recruits and we've got all these, you know, it just feels like we've got a bunch of kids and a bunch of guns and not enough of us to take charge of things. We need to start converting some of these commanders. I agree. I I think the, uh, I think the one that, that didn't stand that lady... I don't know, we could have, uh, you like people with good convictions. I do. She was loyal enough to stay with the Empire. If you, if we can turn more of them, they'd be loyal enough to stay with us. You know what? I think that's something I should keep in mind. Thank you. No problem. And the, if if you want to address this guy, his name's Malbec. Malbec. Thank you. I want to write that down. How do I spell that? Yeah. It's M-A-L-B-E-C. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah, if I mention an NPC, it is I've fucking just come up with them on the spot. Uh, you are like you are able to do the same thing. If you're just like I point out that guy in the crowd, 
and his name is Jeremy. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a thing you can do. I mean, it, if you want, you can like ask me what the naming conventions for the species are if you want to yeah. be authentic. Uh, but yeah, pretty much. I'm just gonna throw out a name, and then you can you can write them down, and then they can become a pivotal character for you or a quick character for somebody else to play. Because right. um, like if the berets of the end wanted to go on a mission by themselves, uh, Andrew can pick up and play Malbec. Yeah. Um, you know, Demi can play another, you know, Jeremy. person that you've named. Yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's how that's going to work. So, you know, Cable now is somebody that that uh, is in the Concred clan. We know him. We, yeah. know, him. we know of Long Claws. Uh, we did know of um, <laughs> uh, Bulger, but uh, he's dead now, so that doesn't matter. If Bulger Jr. doesn't get a redemption arc, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bulger Jr. is like a literal child, so like we're not going to pl- we're not going to play them. But yes, so so yeah, and and um, is there anything else you wanted to discuss with Malbec uh, before? departing any final words of or orders about what to do about these new people i'd like i'd like the prisoners to remain um under surveillance and bound until i've interviewed all of them individually and um we can see where their loyalties really lie yeah he he's gonna just like kind of with his claws just kind of groom his uh his long whiskers say Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Oh, while I've got you, um, the primary was looking for you. <sighs> work, work, work. Yeah, she she wanted you on the on the main deck, and uh, guess it seemed urgent. I guess I'd better head up that way. Thank you. Uh, sure. See to it. You make our prisoners as comfortable as possible, or at least as comfortable as a lack of freedom can possibly be they should be used to that by now anyway yeah we're we've just switched the the leash from one hand to the next (laughs) for now for now all right i'm gonna go up to the main deck liberation comes in stages and now we're going to move uh, once again to uh, sort of similarly uh, ragtag, um, but the, this is actually in the promenade. Uh, there's like an alcove in the promenade where um, a like big dirty sheet has been hung over the partition to hide what's going on inside. Uh, and we go in and we see a, like a large group of... Vochenth. This is the first time that the audience has seen Vochenth. Um and I I'll, I'll kind of let uh I'll let Demi describe what they look like with Plavarelia, but that's in a moment. Um the sirens of the Silent Star Sea have heard mention from the lips of some of the Imperial War prisoners that several Vochenth mutants are being un- experimented on on a nearby military facility. The rumors are just kind of quietly circulating your spies have picked up on them um and a, a, evidently there is a prisoner um currently in the brig an imperial who might know something uh by the name of magnus barius colomo and um there's also 
There was also mention of a data file stored locally on a computer still active somewhere in the rubble of the warship. Um, you won't be able to go after both, um, so it will be a choice of which lead you will follow. But um, we're gonna we're gonna f- zoom in on Plavarelia, and and you can give us a description, Demi. Okay, so Plavarelia is a feminine looking humanoid alien with and this is like with all of this like vochenth like they have effeminate faces but they're like constantly shifting to a form that is like the most attractive to whoever's looking at them so no one really knows what any vochenth really looks like and this is a characteristic that is exclusive to Vochenth mutants. They have, like, abyssal black pupilless eyes that look almost as, like, there's a sheen over them that kind of resembles, like, light desperately trying to escape but can't. They have, instead of hair, they have fine tentacles that flow back. They all wear like nano seats, which can be described as like skin tight gelatinous seats that almost make them appear naked. And for the sake of modesty, they use some of their hair tentacles to cover their breast areas and they have bluish periwinkle skin that is very shiny so their skin itself almost looks like gel they have multiple voice boxes would you say i mean you might say they just have like a thicker thicker than average throat yeah and their voices like kind of sound i don't want to say like computery it just always sounds like there's like lots of voices all speaking at once but in unison so yeah you've, you've heard this rumor um that there are mutant uh vochenth mutants being ex- experimented on you don't know where so that's the information that you're trying to obtain uh there's two ways to go about it and um so you you but you can only attempt one of these. The one one involves an interrogation, um, which you are f- fairly skilled at, being a vochenth, and then being a, you know, a, a, an extra strong mutated vochenth. Uh, but there's also you know a, a jaunt through open space, um, and a rubble field, uh, which you'd feel equally equipped to handling. So um, it's your choice which one you go with. Interrogations are more fun. Okay. We're going the social so, route. Definitely going um, the social route. Okay, so I'll say this. You are not technically allowed in the brig. There's definitely, like, your group keeps to themselves, but, like, spies on people. So there's some distrust there between the other f- factions, certainly the certainly the Jagger um, on board. And so they don't particularly like you poking around the brig okay um 
So I take it that there's someone who's going to try to stop me if I go. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you walk up to the front front door and say, "I would like I would like one entry into the brig, please." They'll say, "Uh, no." Okay, how many people are there? Uh, standard array. There's uh about six um Jagger soldiers on on guard of the brig, and there's twelve cells. Okay. Starting off, I'm guessing my spies just told me about everything I've just heard, and now I am headed to the brig. Yeah. So, Plavarelia approaches the brig. Um, there are apparently six um, Jagger soldiers there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a spread out. There's one. There's one at the entrance. Okay. Um, so this is what I'm going to do. Hello. Um, I seem to be in requirement of some assistance. Can you spare one of your protective soldiers to come with me to help me with the situations that I have? Uh, well, there's several troops on the promenade. That's kind of their job. We're supposed to stay here in the brig. Well, as you know, everyone is so busy with their daily routines that I figure that you must be a little bit bored and can spare one soldier to assist a damsel like myself in distress. It would be greatly appreciated if you could come assist me with my task. It shouldn't take too long. Oh, what is it? Um, me and one of my sisters are attempting to reach something that is beyond our reach. Very simple task. He just kind of looks at you like, like, thousand yard stare. It's just like, and you... And you need me for that? Well, yes. I, we are very fond of the height of your kind. And such distress would provide an arousing entertainment as well. I'm sure you wouldn't mind the company of two beautiful ladies such as ourselves, wouldn't you? Also, please. I throw my please. I mean, we can like we can keep going back and forth and talking, but like I I would like a move, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. This is what I was trying to do. Um, yeah. So I have my character power in human ele- elegance, and it says when I spend time alone with someone, they become fixated on me, and then I can roll a sway for a hold to place a hold on them. And whatever that hold is, they okay. Can, like, well, that's fine. Uh, how are you gonna get, How are you gonna convince them to get away from the group? Like, you know, without just using words. Like, there's, um, right. Okay, I'm gonna do a. What is that? A is that a defu- is that a like? I don't think it's a diffuse or a fiercely. There's no danger it, right now, right? There, you're just kind of having a conversation. Um, okay, you can do find common ground. Um, I do have a plus one sway. Okay, I rolled an eight, so plus one is nine. Okay. Uh, seven to nine. 
Um, their player, so so I'm going to pick two, and both must be met. Um, so they'll only do it if they can add or remove specific things to the task, and uh, you give them something now that's worth it. Um, okay. What do they want to add to the task? They would like to go to uh, the bar on the promenade with you first. Okay. He is, bo- he, he, like, you're right, he's bored. Um, he would mind getting a drink with, as you said, two attractive young ladies. So, yeah, he, he wants to get a drink first. Okay. And, um, do I get to choose what I give him that's, now that's worth it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, like, you know, tell me something and he'll decide whether it's worth it or not. Okay, so, what is gonna do is... She is going to use her hair tentacles to perk her breasts. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Jagger don't find Vochinth particularly attractive, but it's enough. Oh, wait. oh yeah. well, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, get an Imperial or, like, a human or uh, another Vochinth or Fielnil. And, yeah, they're definitely going to, like, go quickly but yeah jagger are jagger are not especially um attracted to you but yeah again you're doing a good job he's intrigued um at least for the the idea of getting a drink so uh yeah he he will accompany you okay um so i guess do we like time skip to the bar or are we walking and talking to the bar you can time skip to the bar it's only like you know, you're on the prom. You're the brig is off the promenade, so it's it's only like there's a there's a bar across the street. It takes two minutes to get kind of a, a table and get drinks in your hands. Okay. Is there another siren with you? Is did you mention a second one? Oh yeah, but she's kind of just like there. Yeah, Cantella's a little ditzy, but she's doing her right. best. <laughs> so. Okay, so we are here having our drink. What makes a Jagger want to guard a brig anyway? Well, I've got a strong sense of duty, so I know that the prisoners in the brig are big bad guys, and uh, well, I want to keep my people safe, so. Plus, they like burned our homeland and that wasn't cool that really wasn't and believe it or not we have suffered a similar prosecution just for being ourselves so we flee and we run just to try to find some home that we can make ours and just like you i too have a strong sense of justice and because of that I know that you wouldn't really permit me to enter the brig, but I have discovered interesting news, and there's someone that I need to simply talk with. Is there any possibility that you can allow just a few minutes of time for chat um i feel like now would be a good time to use your move yeah uh, yeah i was like going into it 
So I'm going to use, I want to use my character power um, and human elegance. So um, she begins by sort of just staring at the jagger with her black abyssal eyes. Um, almost like the gravity of them is pulling his soul into them. And... Yeah, it helps that uh, it helps that Contessa is also like stroking his muscles and like, you know, just kind of draping herself right, over him. Definitely adding to the ambiance. Oh hell yeah! I rolled an eleven, so plus one is twelve. I was gonna say, I was like, if you didn't roll super well, Contessa could have come come in and given you like a help action, but yeah, no need. Right, thanks, Contessa. <laughs> That's another name you can write down, by the way. I like it. Now, it says here that with the inhuman elegance power that, like, whenever they spend time with someone, that they get a hold on them. Um, on a 10+, plus, I have three hold. If it's a NPC, while I have hold over them, they can't act against me. And um, while I do have hold on them, they can spend that hold one for one. By giving me something I want, giving me secret information, protecting me from harm, or introducing me to someone important. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. This guard is going to, he's going to go, oh yeah, you just want to talk to somebody? That's, um, that's fine. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, it's not really, you're not like trying to break them out or anything or murder them. So, yeah, talking's good. This drink's really strong, huh? <laughs> and he's just, like, sipping through his, like, turtle beak. Uh, like a little fruity drink. I find that our enjoyment of these drinks here very refreshing. So, I guess, if you don't mind, how about we take that stroll over to the brig and you can inform your buddies that this little introduction will be no more than a few minutes. Sure. So yeah, I mean he he's going to he's going to spend one hold to to you know escort you back to the brig special privileges and uh he's going to spend a second hold to introduce you to the prisoner Magnus Barius Colomo uh and he just like unlocks the uh the laser grid. It's just like a it's like a bars but they're made of lasers. Um, and lets you, you know, sit down in, and then he, you know, pushes the laser button again and says, I'm just going to be down at the end of the hall whenever you're done. All right. Thank you. You have done well. Greetings, dear listener from beyond space and time. I am the game master. Every episode, I like to take a second to appear, hat in hand, to ask for a little bit of financial support. If you enjoy what we do, please consider becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash roll underscore warriors. This really is a ton of work that the whole crew puts in for every episode, and your contributions could help make it even better. $5 a month is all it takes to become a patron, and we do have some bonus episodes available for backers and the opportunities to suggest what you would like for us to do for our next bonus episode. 
I've begun the process of mastering and polishing the vast collection of music from Season 1 of Roll Warriors into something of an album. Now, the final product won't include everything that I composed for the season, but I have selected tracks that I felt could stand alone as music worth listening to. Keep an eye out for more information in the future about the release date and place for this album. I will most likely be creating a deluxe version of the album as a Patreon exclusive, which will include more tracks and perhaps even more goodies, so be sure to subscribe today. If money is tight right now, which I totally get, consider following us on Twitter at Roll Warriors and sharing us with your friends and family. Word of mouth is a really powerful tool and you could help us out immensely just by getting your friends listening as well. That just about wraps up the ads, so I will let you get back to the episode. Magnus is sitting um, on the kind of on the cot. Uh, he's just crisscross, you know, legs uh, with his arms also crossed, and he's got his eyes closed. Um, and he doesn't even he doesn't open them when you come into the cell. He just says, "Hmm." And what do I owe this introduction? Hmm. You owe this introduction your absolute attention and time if you want to escape it with your life. He peeks one eye open and sees uh, sees you standing there and, and he says, I suppose I'm not doing anything else, am I? So, it has come to my attention that there is somewhere where my sisters are being the subject of experiments. What do you know about that? Well, you, uh, muties make for good test subjects. That's... Muties? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to fiercely assault. Okay. Alright, um, so, nine, but I have minus one force, so it's an eight. Okay, I mean, it's still a mixed success either way. Um, so, you're gonna get to pick, uh, one from the, from the character list, and what are you attacking him with? Is it your voice? My, yes. Okay, so, so like a sonic blast? Yeah. Sure. Or, um, yeah, so I kind of just want to display the attack abilities of this Vulture. So, she's just going to... I guess it's not like a sonic blast. It's sort of like... She's just gonna do kind of like a soprano um, note, and it's just gonna kind of start making his brain bleed. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, we've esta- we can establish here in the fiction that different... Uh, sirens manifest their like a vo- voice powers differently um so whereas the one we saw assaulting the warship was like literally like shooting people against the wall uh that's not how you operate yeah so theirs are just kind of like i guess like yeah just sound it just like emitting sound waves that just hemorrhage brains and I guess I get to choose two of these? Okay. One. one. You get to Ones. choose one. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to inflict savage, terrifying harm, frightening, and dismaying your foes. So, Plavarelli is just going to... 
So is this the sound that you refer to us as muties with? So he gets to, I mean, there's, I get to choose two, right? So there's blood coming from his nose. Um, and quicker than uh, you're able to react to, um, he is going to bolt up from his uh, cot, um, grab you by the shoulders, and headbutt you. So you're going to take one harm. <laughs> you can, like, you can hear other guards starting to, like, make a make a noise and and you hear the one that you have hold over going they're just talking it's fine like just you know just just let them hash it out i'm sure it's going to be okay and you can just hear like people are just going like no move out of the way so yeah that's the situation is destabilized and chaos will follow so there you go okay and it says for my harm boxes that like with the one harm I start shape-shifting, so um, I guess the way that a Vochimp can shape-shift is... Like your skin, right? You, you just, like... Yeah, so her skin, I guess, is just kind of, like, pulsing, and her hair tentacles are kind of just wrapping around her, like, body to create sort of, like, a scary appearance. Sure. Her head leans back. She kind of just, like, spits out blue alien blood. And she goes, Okay, I see that you are feisty for someone who's confined to a room with lasers. This is how this is going to go. Am I still alone with him? Yeah, for, the, for the moment. Okay, so can I use my character power again? Um, on a different person? You can't. You can. I'm, I, I'm going to say that you're probably... Not gonna do great if if you don't roll well. I mean, the consequences are bad because he has you have hurt him now. Um, so like hurting him and then trying to play nice isn't necessarily going to work. Well, um, I guess I wasn't. It wasn't even really gonna be like a played nice thing. It was just gonna kind of forcefully make him comply. Okay. Yeah, and... kind of so like a like a instead of the sharp piercing brain hemorrhage that you just gave him, it's kind of more just like a dull, consistent shock. Yeah, um, low hum. Okay, so I do have a question. Okay, so with this power, like, if they do become fixated on me, um, well, the fixation can be on the sound. Yeah, I mean, but also the fixation could be a negative Right. Right. That's what I was like. Yeah. He could become he be could become positive. fixated on you in a bad way, as in as in now that this after this interaction, he is going to like remember and want to get revenge or something like that. Right. So okay, cool. All right. I just wanted to like kind of know the nuances of like this power before sure. we like got into it. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. is great. Thank this you. is kind of like our first foray into alien magic. And so <laughs> I, w- I want it to be fun for you, but it, it needs to be grounded. Because, like, that's this isn't the type of game where you just have, like, a bunch of spells and powers and stuff that you can throw at enemies. Um, it's it's a storytelling game. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Plavarelia is going to stand tall, and her hair tentacles are kind of just going to, like, flare out, like, all around her, like a giant... 
lion's mane exuding a big dominating presence as she does a low hum to just slowly like screw into his mind and on that roll um on that note i'm gonna roll another inhuman elegance roll okay and this one was a seven uh, plus one is eight so i guess it's just a mixed success okay i have two hold and i should have did this to begin with because it says they can't act against me so maybe i should have started off <laughs> Live and learn. It was the mute. <laughs> it was the muty thing. The muty thing pissed her off. Sure, he did it on purpose. So, right. <laughs> so, so anytime I can spend the hold one for one, um, to inspire or distract them with thoughts of me or whatever, blah blah blah. So I am going to um use one of those hold to have him give me secret information. Uh, sure. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he's just like, he's struggling through like the, the pulsing uh, in his, in his mind. Um, and he's like, the outpost under the command of like it, Brutia Sullium. You'll never get them to them though. It's heavily guarded. I thank you for that information. And I've never been the one to be afraid of dealing with the little guards, as you can see. Yeah, and with that, um, the uh, the guard that you befriended has, like, been pushed out of the way. And the others are going to come into the room and say, All right, your time's up. And, like, just kind of, like, g- grab both of your arms and pull you out of the brig. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you go, you kind of just just get like pushed out uh, unceremoniously, and they're just like, "Don't come back." Thank you. I don't plan on it. And Claudia, I guess, goes back to the group of other Vochith mutants and relay that information. Um, so they are. I was trying to write his name down, um, but I didn't get all of it. It's it's Brutus Celium. Um, it's a familiar okay. name for Demi the player. Oh, is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and Contessa says, "We'll put that in our uh, in our logs." By the way, you didn't happen to piss off the primary, did you? Um, I may have. Because she summoned uh, she summoned you while you were out. I don't know what this could be about. Hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. I figure you did something to upset her, Plavarelia, as is your custom. I knew it. It's possible and likely. Uh, I guess we'll entertain her. You have fun with that. You do not wish to join? I would not, no. <laughs> oh, I confess so. <laughs> okay, hold out the fort until I return. Allow no intruders. Allow no listeners. Allow no disturbances. It will be done for the good of the sirens. Ever watchful of the silent star sea. 
Plumerilia, I guess, makes her way to the primary. Okay. Um, in the meantime, um, uh, Nasher, uh, you, you have been informed by Long Claws. He, he's just like, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. The primary would like to see you. Hey, like I said, big things coming from your guy. Big things. Just you wait. I swear. I swear to God, Pipsqueak, if you if you fuck this up for us, have I ever fucked up anything for you? I mean, come on, it's been nothing but interrupt me again. See what happens. You'll get the claws. If you fuck this up for us, no food scraps for a week, none. All right, boss. All right, boss. You got it. You got it. So the three of you now all separately ordered to the. Uh, to the to the main bridge to talk with the primary all arrive relatively the same time and you're kind of like in the in the attending area um the adjunct rillo uh stands stands tall and just menacing um and he says she'll see you in a moment damn this is a strange crew who the hell are you guys oh my gosh Got some super tall person and another like really naked person. What's what? What is? I don't even. This is uh, this is something else. And do you talk too much? How about you just wait to see why we're summoned, and then hopefully we don't have to see each other anymore. If this is, I've been told that like it. The more I talk, the better it gets. It's it's fine. I'm... The more you talk, the more I want to silence you. Don't worry, it'll rub off on you eventually. I'd like to see what it does. What about you, Beanpole? What are you doing here? <laughs> Beanpole. Yeah, my planet used to have it has it's got. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Finish okay. the thought. My, don't don't you know what beans are? We grow our beans on poles. Uh. It's <laughs> okay, I'm gonna mute while I laugh. I'm so sorry. Um, anyways, the, the, those beans on the poles. The poles are really tall. Um, you're pretty tall. What are you doing here? When the primary calls. Do you have any idea of what she called for? I did not expressly remember causing any ire. I have no idea, and frankly, I have better things to do. Don't be all. I was just in the middle of making preparations. This could be not. This could be not. This couldn't be any more inconvenient. Rillo gets like a little, little zap on his skin and goes into the other room and comes back. He says, Primary Ganji will see you now. Try not to embarrass yourselves too much. And he looks specifically at Nasher while he says it. I'm like scratching on my neck. I'm like scratching my like flaky, nasty scales. Like, I don't know what what are you looking at? (laughs) Does he have like one of those gobble gobble chameleon neck flaps? I'm going to say no. 
I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> gobble, That's gobble. I immediately take care of when Fucking <laughs> turkey, fucking turkey gobbler, like. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like or is it iguanas? Is it the iguana thing? <laughs> they got the, so they got the, yeah. yeah, yeah. The doors are opened to you, um, and you are welcomed onto the ship's bridge. Um, this bridge is very like it's super impressive there's um kind of view screens that extend like probably up to like 60 percent of the ceiling is just like window um and kind of like curves down and away from you uh for a seemingly like long distance um to where there are people uh seated at several consoles at the far end of the room there's just a wide circular uh, area with one chair that kind of sits above uh, everything. And seated in that chair is Primary Ganji, um, who I've described before as having kind of just like very, um, very bright uh, and shiny kind of like corn cob scales almost. Like it's a golden color um, and they catch the light that way. Uh, squared shape to him um, and uh, yeah she's she's just kind of sitting cross-legged in her chair very ca- very casually and she says ah the three from we have a beret we have a assembly representative and we have a siren wonderful wonderful you three have no idea why you're here do you uh, I do not. I do not remember exactly higher. I feel that I've been on my best behavior. Well, I did hear about an incident on the brig uh, about twenty ons ago, but that's not what this is about. I've called you in here because I don't have jurisdiction to tell. Um, the berets of the end or the assembly of the coalesced or even the sirens what to do you are all free agents and you're welcome on the ship um even if you don't want to help um with this thing that i'm going to ask for but i would urge you to consider it because my my troops are stretched thin as it is dealing with keeping this sector uh, safe and this nebula and she like kind of gestures to the outside where you can see the swirling kind of magenta and purple um, nebula the Kanjali is extremely important to us to the to the imperial to the resistance of the empire the birthplace of all gondola happen here and these ships are our lifeblood without them we would not be any threat imperials have closed off all shipyards and um and have all but you know exhausted our cash supplies we're we're down to scraps but 
the gondola have been a godsend. And there is a outpost, a military outpost, just outside of the Kanjali that now threatens its, its existence, that threatens our whole foothold here. And this outpost is run by a nasty individual who I'm thinking, if I'm remembering correctly, Tavia, you might uh, have a personal beef with. It's uh, Legate Brutus Celium. And you recall... Did you just say Brutus Celium? Yes. Um, So, Tavia, you recall... Uh, he's a brutal, a brutal officer, and uh, he wears a scar across his face that you gave him in a previous encounter. I remember it well. What do you need us to do? The outpost needs to be eliminated, and it's not going to be an easy task because, well. First and foremost, he's got a large warship, bigger than the one that we fought here two weeks ago, that patrols that sector of space and guards him. There's the f- the outpost itself, which is heavily armored and has anti-air weaponry and a uh, troop complement that rivals anything that we can throw at them. And there's listening posts all around, so we can't even make an approach without being picked up. This is truly a colossal front, and if we're going to survive, if we're going to make it out of this, we need everyone to cooperate. I, I need help from each and every one of your families to combat this. I'm going to be speaking with the astronauts that joined us as well. I think they call themselves that. Um, one of their crew members, a scientist, uh, was captured by the Legate and is most likely being held prisoner there. So... You might speak to them um, and gain their support. I will also say, and she kind of looks at Nasher, the outpost has a large treasury. If more than survival would be your motivation. Hey, you are speaking my language. If there's stuff to be had, I will take it. It's good to hear. Can I can I count on your support? Can the Jagger Defense Force count on your three families to aid us in this coming battle? Well, just this once, you will have the support of the Sirens. Um, interestingly enough, this Brutus Calum has warranted the destruction by our hand. This is interesting. I saw this as an inconvenience before, but this couldn't be more perfect. It's as if this has been fated. I'm glad to hear it. 
I don't really need to know the specifics of why the sirens want him out of the picture, but he's a he's a bad man, and I'm sure he's made countless enemies uh, across the Garen zone. Well, he has made his last. What say you, Beret? Are your freedom fighters up to the task? Uh, any fight against the Empire is a fight for the Berets. I'll inform my men. Very good. I can't offer much in terms of compensation for this, but if you need me for anything, just ask. And mechanically speaking, that's a treaty. <laughs> yep. Got it. I'm gonna mark Writing it. Writing it down right now. Yeah. Additionally... Okay, so what is this family like? What is Primary Ganji's family? Uh, she's the JDF, Jagger Defense Force. Oh, okay. So do we erase... Because I have a bunch of stuff written down. I say we have one on them and they have three on us right now um you can add another one do you take one away you don't have to erase anything no they they you still owe them three favors but if you do this for them not only will you get a treaty but you'll probably you know they're calling they're cashing in their favor from you so that's yeah if you have any if if they have any like if they owe you for anything yeah definitely cash it um I'll, I'll say in addition, um, just like now that we're doing re- handing out resources, um, Tavia, you uh, got recruits. You got a surplus recruits from um, that batch of prisoners. Uh, Nasher, you are going to get a uh, surplus of scrap. Nice. And uh, Plavarelia is getting a uh, surplus of intel. All right, I can always use Intel. Oh, wait, okay, so can I do a subterfuge roll for the Jagger Defense Force? Um, Not at the moment, because we're zoomed in. But you you can in a later session. Okay, cool. Wait, so is subterfuge, that's a family thing? That's a family move, yeah, that you're using your family's resources to spy on people. Do oh, subterfuge. Okay, Ooh. Cool. Getting spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I feel like Primary got some secrets, and I want to know them. So. <laughs> you think everyone's got secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... It's the nature of your character. Right. 